what is going on, my people, my brothers, my sisters, my family. What's up with y'all? It's the honored, gracious, humble host of the Black Cool Podcast. We buck and we back at it. So, my brothers and sisters, today gonna be real quick, uh, about twenty-five minutes. But in these twenty-five minutes, I want to discuss. Uh, I, I basically want to discuss. Um, I want to discuss what I heard about Condoleezza Rice and the the bullshit she was saying. Um, I've been trying not to curse on my latest episodes, but I'm gonna have to kind of cross the line. <clears throat> but I try to not curse. But it's going to be hard. And there's other things I'm going to talk about. So, Condoleezza Rice was on one of these daytime shows. Um, I don't know if it was The Real or The View or whoever. So, she was on there. And he was basically talking to her. You know, basically talking about critical race theory, which I think is a bunch of nonsense. And my black constituents actually agree. Everybody agrees on this one. Even the conservatives, they agree. I just, I think when you start talking about critical race theory, it kind of changes the dynamics of what happened back in the day to try to change everything. So basically what Condoleezza Rice was saying was that white kids shouldn't feel guilty about the past. And what we were discussing, a, f- a few of my people, we were discussing the same things. Should this was years ago? I had this discussion. Should they feel guilty? No, you shouldn't feel guilty, but you have to acknowledge the past. Basically, what she was saying was her her parents were a bunch of coons. She she was a coon. She went to segregated schools. And then somebody didn't even, somebody made me privy to this information about the Birmingham bombings, the church bombings that killed the four little girls. Was It was either three or four, you know, uh, rest in power to those sisters um, that was done by the white supremacists. Um, so basically, what happened, they, they set a church on fire and they killed the little girls in there. But I'll have to read that later on. But I want to talk. She was their friend. Those were her friends. And <clears throat> basically what she was doing is she goes on TV and this is what the white supremacists do. They throw their little Negro whisperer out there. The little, the, the Negro that done, the, the token nigger that then got all the trinkets. You know, she's well recognizable. Condi, not Condoleezza Rice. They give her nicknames and it's always with us it's always with the black folks they want to give us nicknames instead of giving us real names instead of calling us by real names but what happened was she gets on there oh critical race theory is bad and white kids shouldn't feel guilty and black kids shouldn't feel uh, less empowered because of their black and race needs to be taken out of this and race needs to be taken out of that and 
in my opinion, Condoleezza Rice is a disgusting disgrace of a coon. Because you don't go on TV, national television, you don't go on national television and say these things. Say these things about things that you you live through racism, but you live you live in your own head. You live in your own head where you get this money or you get a certain stature, and you think that you don't need your people. You think that your people are obsolete because now you you got a certain status. You get status, you get money. You was secretary of state or whatever the hell she was when she was with Bush and them. And when I look at Coon, and people have been calling her Coons for years, and she's just a Coon. And I'm sorry, I'm sorry to disparage a black woman, but she's not, she don't consider herself black. Well, my mom and my dad, they didn't think that the world would be prejudiced, but don't let nobody ever think. Listen, why, you know, and that bothers me. It bothers me that we even let our children think that it was okay to go to segregated school. It's okay to go to that school. We need to fight to get into them schools. And we fought, got into them schools, and they defunded those schools that we fought to get in. And all the white kids moved out to the other areas. No, you keep your own schools. Let our own people educate our children. And see, that's the problem. These are problems that have been instilled in these weak niggas from back in the day. Not all of them are weak, but most of them are. We believe and we think that it's validation from white people that we need them. So you gotta understand, and I wanna talk about white guilt. I don't want these white children that's coming up to feel guilty. I don't care about their guilt. That's not your problem, it's somebody. No, it is my problem. Because you don't know me to think of these things. It's just the things, the words, the actual word and everything. Um, <clears throat> it's just like how she was just talking, and I'm just thinking to myself, this has nothing to do with her being Republican. This has everything to do with her just protecting white people when they don't need to be protected. These people do not need to be protected. They don't need to be validated through you. They always throw these people out there to, to kind of put the fire out of white supremacy, but you can't put the fire of white supremacy out. The fire of white supremacy is going to be there because it's always been there. And I don't know her personally. I'm not attacking her personally. I'm just going off of what she said. She's not the right human being or the right black person, should I say, to go on TV and start talking about these things that she was talking about. But they always bring these type of people on there. They never bring an intelligent grassroots person on TV. They bring you either a far right black person or a far left black person bring the neoliberal or they bring the alt-right that's just how it go and and none of these democrats have our best interests at hand and i've always been talking about this and i'm going to keep talking about how we're unceremonious we're married to these democrats and we don't get anything in return for anything that we do for these people we put them in office ah we see y'all niggas later they spit in our face 
We're like the ugly bitch at prime. Nobody wants. We're out there all alone. You have to excuse the music. It's very loud outside. But and I do not own the rights to this music. I am not listening to this music. This is somebody next door that's playing the music. So please do not copyright. Give me a copyright strike. But we live in a time. We live in a time. We live in an age where. It's black people that come out and don't defend their own people. So, off of what she was saying goes to show how messed up the black community is. And I'm saying this comes from the 60s and the 70s. So, in the late 60s, it was strong with the nuclear families. Like, you had the four, the four family household, or you had even more, the baby boomer generation. But they had a whole bunch of children. But they used to be stronger than the families used to be together. Whether it was outside of infidelity or not, you know, and, and we can have a question about that in the future. I'll talk about um, tradition and how you you don't follow tradition, you start your own. You start your own and you live your life the way you're supposed to live your life. And I'll talk about that more probably on Sunday or Monday. But I just wanted that, you know, I, I thought about it and I was thinking how before integration, how together we were, how we didn't depend on the government. And then we started depending on the government. That's when food stamps came around. And that wasn't for us. Y'all got to understand food stamps and the projects they were for the white soldiers that came home because they already knew that they weren't going to take care of those people some people said no and they forced them to do something and even to this day we have a lot of homeless white veterans so they just like you know america has a problem helping the people out that fought for this country they didn't they barely helped all those white people that fought for this country so can you imagine what they're going to do what they would have done and what they did do to the black soldiers that fought for this country. <clears throat> but I don't care about white people feeling guilty about anything because your guilt doesn't solve it. When you acknowledge the history of this country and you do something, you cut the reparations check, then your guilt will be validated. But until then, I don't care about you feeling guilty. I don't care if you do or you don't. Acknowledge the past, fix it, and try to correct it. And that's the thing. They keep talking about, well, that was the past, this was that, but they don't try to correct it. The same systematic oppression that was going on back then is going on now. It's just not, it's just heavenly disguised. So we were talking also, I wanted to touch on, you know, about the black family, about how. They took the man out of the house in the 19, at the end, in the early 70s. They took the man out of the house. They start making the woman dependent on the government because it was always, well, we trying to get out of the hood. We don't want to be in the project, but not knowing that we weren't in the hood. We weren't in the projects. A lot of us were middle class back then. My grandfather, my grandmother, my mom, my uncle, they were middle class. 
I can't say the same for my dad and his side of the family. But my mom's family was not middle class, but they didn't they were poor. They didn't have it all, but they had more than most. But they weren't living in the projects. My mom, my 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 dad's mom wasn't living in the project. You know, they used to give them food stands, but it, you you know, it, it it was different back then. They survived and they managed. It wasn't a lot, but it wasn't what they give people now. How you're solely dependent upon the government to give you everything. And then in the nineteen early seventies, nineteen seventy, that's when they start um, <clears throat> telling them you can't have a man in the house if you want to have this, this section they living or you want to live in a project. They come around, they check to see the shoes if they had man shoes in the house. And I've heard so many stories from multiple people about this. And then when you go to the school system. And like I said, we've been failed on every level. And some of it is our fault. Because we, we have to take some type of blame within that as well. Because instead of us trying to integrate in these schools, we should have left those schools alone. You build your own schools. You let your own people educate your children. We were so hungry for validation. And that's the thing. Um... So, when you're dealing with, with the white supremacy, you're dealing with the system of white supremacy, the system of racism, you have to be strategic. You got to be smart. And I've always said this. We didn't know back then. People were so trying to be accepted. They want equality. The, the illusion of inclusion is like the, the saying is. It's an illusion. They don't bring you into anything. They're coming out with the NBA. They're forcing people to do things. The NBA, oh no, it's least racist. They're more progressive. Yeah, because they know we can't talk about these niggas that run our league. You can't talk about the niggas that's bringing you in the paper. Because if you start talking about the niggas that bring the paper in, these niggas ain't going to want to play for you no more. I.e. Donald Sterling seven years ago. And I feel like if them niggas didn't play that game and they would have just did a blackout game, that would have sent a big message to these owners. <clears throat> but a lot of them owners was taken up for Donald Sterling. Well, how can we get mad at a man that's da 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 Come on, man. <clears throat> this, this was said. This was said all those years ago. Seven years ago, this was said. And we as a people still do not put each other on a, a controlled front we do not put ourselves on a controlled front and excuse me and understand that we are a power we cannot be stopped once we get rolling and that's the problem every time that we have something and it's big and it's supposed to work for us they somehow some way come in and co-opt it the, the kneeling down. Oh, we're going to play the Black National Anthem. Now, like, I don't want none of that symbolic bullshit. That's because that's nonsense. I don't want none of that symbolic gestures. I don't want nigga trinkets. Give me something tangible. This, oh, we're going to give money. No, give the, this money that y'all are giving. Give it to the neighborhood. Stop giving it to these charity organizations that don't do nothing for the, for the people. 
oh man, we're gonna send all these kids. Yeah, but you have to do meet certain qualifications for these kids to even get these grants and loans. And more so grants, not even loans. Well, you gotta live in a two-parent household. Well, your mom gotta be this. It's just too many qualifications. Give it to the state. Not even give it to the state. Give it to the community leaders, which we don't have any. And I understand why, so eh, kind of double talking on that one. But I think they should put this money into the neighborhood. If you come and say, all right, if the Eagles come and say, listen, we're going to start building these playgrounds, we're going to start opening up these rec centers, they can because these same people come and support y'all. They watch you on TV, they're your fans, they buy the merchandise. All this stuff is a crescendo effect. So the more I watch you on TV, the more merchandise I buy, the more money you make. So I think in turn, if you want to say, all right, we're going to put a million dollars back into the hood, that will stop some of this crime. It will stop some of the crime. And and that's the biggest thing, is stopping crime in these neighborhoods and, and giving these people something tangible. Because they're the orchestrator of crime. Because if we had the resources and the tangible things that we needed, these things would not be going on in our neighborhoods. So I don't want your white guilt. Don't tell me you're guilty. Don't write me no letter saying America. No. I don't give a damn about America and their perceived national problems. I don't give a damn about none of that. What I do care about is my people. I care about my people being smart. My people do not show the intelligence. And like I tell people, the difference between intelligence, there's a difference between book smart. You can be book smart and still be a dumbass, which a lot of people are. That's what Condoleezza Rice went on TV and did. She showed, oh, I'm so book smart, but she didn't show not one ounce of intelligence. We gotta stop living in these times and these these ways where it's just like I'm going to forget about everything that I was taught everything that I knew the Tuskegee experiment they tell us no they didn't inject them those people already had syphilis when they came back from the war well they did not everybody that I talked to every every older person that I talked to said they learned that they injected those people with syphilis and then they said they were using their blood for a cure and they were injecting them people with syphilis. And they were trying to find a cure for syphilis. So, um, they're changing history. And we have to realize these things. We have to take control of our stuff. And we rarely ever do because we're so enamored with making these people seem like they're like the the savior. We always need a white savior. There's always some white person in the front of everything. They do it in the movies, Black Panther, with some guy from the CIA that saved him. And I'm just sitting up here like, yo, we're never going to make it if we always have this method of thinking that we need a white savior. We have a white God complex and then in there they have one too. They have a superiority complex. 
I've seen it at my job. I've seen these white people talk to people in the old kind of way. But see, they pick and choose who they want to talk. They know not to bring that stuff to my front door because they know I'll put them, I'll put their ass right in their plea. And it gets to the point where you don't even want to work for these motherfuckers because they're not personable. They 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 try to avoid you at every turn. They they they're passive aggressive. They'll see you doing something, but they won't say nothing. They'll go and tell your boss. And what I notice is in these white power constructs, when they have black people running the niggas, they tell the black women in particular, be hard on them. And we have nasty managers, we have nasty supervisors. And to understand these type of things, what bothers me is it's only our people that do these things it's our people that do it nobody else does it I don't see anybody else treating their people like that it's only us it's only our people doing that crap And I'm just, I'm, I'm to the point right now, I'm just sick and tired of it, man. So what we got to do is come together. We got to put our minds together. We got to start changing the way that we move. Because like I said, I don't give a fuck about your white guilt. I don't care about white guilt. I don't care about any of these things. What I want is something tangible. And see what they do is these elected officials, they go out there you notice every time the black person is a black person is in a position of power, power, like the mayor or the governor. There ain't too many black governors. I gotta look that up. But mainly when they're the mayors, they always doing dumb shit. Like Keisha Lance Bottoms, she's a horrible mayor. Everything she's done is in spite of black folks. It hasn't helped them not one bit. They said Atlanta is, is is seeping with crime. She hasn't done anything. The 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 black district attorney out there sided with the police in a murder that happened in 2016. I have to look that up and see what that was about. Um, the cops that that killed Rayshard Brooks, she kind of let them off of the hook. They had a chance to put Dwight Howard's uncle in there. Black people failed them on that. They couldn't even go on and help that brother out. I mean, we got a lot of, lot, a lot of problems to deal with, man. And we need to start taking control of our stuff. And like I said, this one guy said, we need to start breeding our own politicians. And not to a certain degree, I agree with that. I agree that we need to start breeding our own politicians, but then if we do breed our own politicians, are they going to be in position to win? Or are they going to railroad everybody? Because the Democrats will railroad. Like Bernie, they seen Bernie was picking up steam. And they railroaded him twice. Your own people, your own people that you call, are you supposed to be a so-called independent? And I'm not letting Bernie off the hook. Because I, I don't think, I think that he had a lot of, 
he he sided with the crime bill all them years ago. All the motherfuckers did. So I, I did a whole episode on that. Go check that out. But man, um, <clears throat> like I was saying, our biggest problem is the people that we put in power that have our future in their hands. Remember talking about, man, black business? Yeah, man, it's good that people have black business. But the black business, what they're not doing is pouring money into the hood. The hood is not profiting off these black businesses. And I love to see the black owners. I love it. But the thing about it is, are they employing black? Are they buying black? That's the thing. It does not benefit every person. They keep talking about these, these small black businesses. If they're not bringing money back to the hood, it's not like the Asians. The Asians take their bag of money back to their hood or their neighborhood where they all live. They take their money back to them. They keep their money circulating. They make all their money off of us. That money doesn't leave their neighborhood. They might buy a Toyota. They buy nice cars, I'll tell you that much. But you don't see them buying the labels that we buy, the millionaires that we buy. They don't do any of these things that we do. The Asians are the group that least votes, but they're in a great position. The Asians are in a great position. You wanna know why? They got capital, they make money off of us, and they make people come out and buy their votes. They're one of the most successful groups in America and they don't vote. And I try to point this out to black people. But I'm crazy and I'm this, I'm that. Oh man, you just saying this, that, and the third. No, I'm not saying it just to say it for my health. I'm saying it because it's the truth, my brothers. My brothers and sisters, it's the truth. It's the very truth. Cat move. Sorry about that, but it's the truth. It's the truth. It's the truth, man. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the truth. They don't help our they don't help our neighborhoods out. They don't do anything for our neighborhood. Is what it is on that note, you know. So, and like I said, man, this was gonna be short about 20, 20 to 25 minutes. I just wanted to hit y'all with something, and then Sunday or Monday, I'm gonna come with the back break. All right, man, I love y'all, my family, peace and blessings, my brothers, my sisters. Keep your heads up, stay safe, stay strapped up, stay masked up. And also, before I leave, I want to talk about what happened in Virginia with the kids when they were defending themselves in Crew, Virginia. The white guy was calling them all type of niggas, about to shoot them, saying he's going to shoot them. They charged him and charged the kids. I don't get that. I don't understand that. So with, with I'm, I'm going to get this information to y'all on Monday, and I want us all to call down the Crew, Virginia, call their police department. 
and we have to see what's going on with that situation because we cannot let those type of things happen so they locked the kids up and said they were using too much force in defending themselves even though Virginia is a is a uh, stand your ground state so man I'm out of here man just wanted to let y'all know more information as the more information comes out about what happened in Cool Virginia I'm gonna get it to y'all I love y'all peace blessings prosperity my brothers my sisters I love y'all my family be cool